Hello! We are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Karina, and I'm joined by... Ian. And Matt. And this is... Hollywood Rolls! Flint's secret trove was never found, but stories have persisted that it remains hidden somewhere at the farthest reaches of the galaxy, stowed with riches beyond imagination, the loot of a thousand worlds. All hands, fasten your lifelines, secure all sails, and crack open your copy of Spelljammer because we're sailing the astral sea to build Jim Pleiades Hawkins from the movie Treasure Planet. So 2002, right? Yeah, I was in college. Did not know about this movie. (laughs) I did not see this movie. I was aware of it. But I was also like, you know, I've seen different versions of Treasure Island. I've got Wishbone and I've got Muppets. I mean, nobody can beat Tim Curry for me as Long John Silver. Oh. I will p- take a pass oh. on this movie. I I was like a minute into the movie. I was like, oh, this is Treasure Island. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know that much. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, the, the movie title. Oh, right. okay. I see. <laughs> I had enjoyed the movie, but now that you've brought up Tim Curry, I am, of course, disappointed because I'm Tim Curry. I was disappointed in the Can Tim Curry just be the voice actor for everybody here? Just everything, Mm, right? I feel like there's such, yeah, I think he's really- He's got the range. Right? Like for elder millennials, I think Tim Curry has had a lot more um, to do with like probably like our sexual awakenings than anything else, perhaps. I don't know. There's like whole feces online I've seen. I'm like, I agree completely. Damn it, Janet. (laughs) All right. So uh, I- I think you also noted that they spent a ridiculous amount in marketing after tests went a little soft for us. Yes, this. when we were having our, our, our pre-recorded dinner, I did note, yeah, that it had a rough start, right? They were trying to get it done for about 10 years. If you watched <clears throat> the advertisements that they spent that oh, $30 million no. on, we watched were, one. They were not <laughs> great. We took like, a trailer, but yeah. I mm-hmm. think this had the same problem that Firefly did. The people who were responsible for marketing didn't know what they were really marketing. And so mm-hmm. like they tried to market something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After, after it did not test well with test audiences, they're like, oh, well, we'll just push some more of the budget toward the promotional side, which, you know, they had like a Kellogg's, a Dryer's, McDonald's, all kinds of tie-ins. And I mean, I but, don't know if it helped. Yeah. <laughs> so you said 10 years. I, I would argue a little bit more than 10 years. Well, at least 10 yeah, years. Yeah, they've been pitching it for like 20 years. John Musker and Rod, yeah. Ron Clements had been pitching it since <laughs> 1985. That's true. Yeah, um, that's true. I had seen different sources say different things, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, Black Cauldron, which also almost killed Disney before. I know, which I liked as a kid, but yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, this was their their worst commercial movie ever. Yeah. Well, it was expensive. It was the most expensive, but still had hand animation too. Was, I think it was $140 million was their budget. It was a it was a lot yeah. of CG and hand animation, but it was combined. Together. And at yeah. some point, there was like three different kinds there was of three animations kinds, all yeah. together on a screen because they were also using technology that they did with Tarzan to make yep. some of the 3D backgrounds and things like mm-hmm. that. And all the humans were hand drawn. Essentially, so. every shot with the ship had to yes. be 3D animated because they were doing the same technology they used for Tarzan for but, the ship. But you could argue maybe made this a better film by waiting longer because you couldn't really get the kind of like what they were going for the sweeping animations with so much. Yeah, you know, if you didn't see 85, it, was... it maybe. I don't know. It feels more like a Don Bluth movie a bit. I don't know. It does a bit. It would have probably done better in 85 because it would have been all hand-drawn. And so the expectation at that time would have been lower quality standards. Whereas in 2002, we've got several Pixar movies out at that point. So our expectations for animation. I think that was a conscious choice, though. They had a rule that was the 70-30 rule. So they they wanted 70% to look traditional. 
like oh. more, more like a John Bluth, and then thirty yeah, yeah, percent yeah. to be more like sci-fi. I just think they shouldn't have done that. But exactly. But I think it was, it was a conscious <laughs> choice to look old and out of touch. And congrats, mistakes were made. <laughs> you did it. That's why nobody wants to see your film. <laughs> This isn't the rescue. I enjoyed it. It's fine. So this is interesting, Matt. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Again, because I, I literally only saw this movie this week as yeah. a 37-year-old woman and not, you know, I mean, even I think if I'd seen it when it came out, I don't know if I would have appreciated it. Again, I had my time at Treasure Island as a kid, as you're supposed to <laughs> enjoy Treasure Island, even though I don't think Robert Louis Stevenson would agree because he had a different name for the book, The Sea Cook, A Story for Boys. And then they went, yeah, that's not great. Let's, Treasure Island is great. <laughs> that's how it's going to be marketed from now on. Well, I saw this, uh, you know, as I'm, I'm officially old now as of a week and a half ago. Yes, so, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations now, 40 on years old. Uh, <laughs> it's a privilege to get older. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, like, it felt like a kid's movie. It, it did not feel like it was something that was going to reach in a wider audience. It was trying too hard to both be an adult's yes. movie and yeah. a kid's movie. I was just going to say that. I think that, that's yes. funny the problem. Like we talked about other movies that we might do for sort of the similar purpose yeah, in this yeah. movie. And there's like Titan AE in that mm -hmm. category. Mm -hmm. And I think Titan AE does a better job of mostly being like not an adult geared movie, but not trying to appease the kid audience. It's also, not like something else in this genre stuff. that I haven't seen along with the land. Anything from like 2000, 2003, I just sort of didn't see. I'm going to get you to watch more of these. They're very good. This anyway. Is okay. I'm happy to watch them. I was happy to watch I, yeah, there's, there's many that are in my blind spot of, I'm sorry, I'm a cool teenager about to go off to college. Why am I watching this child's movie? They got points from me for two things. One being in the beginning of the movie when they're reading the story on the bed on the shelf was, was a Lilo and Stitch in astronaut costume. Yeah. Which I, I'm a big fan of that movie. And it came out the same year. So even. Cuter. Yeah. Yep. And the second being like in the 90s, I was a big fan of Google Dolls. So that that was other points. For I me. mean, it's, <laughs> I would have said this is also why it felt very like of two minds, right? Like the the having the Google Dolls basically sound. It mm -hmm, felt, yeah. very, felt very early aughts. Yeah. <laughs> to it me did. Too. Totally. Yeah. Like, OK, <laughs> that's where they're trying to get the 17 year old me to, yeah. to watch this movie. <laughs> hey, there's Google Dolls. <laughs> I feel like they were trying a lot of things that almost worked that were mm -hmm. all a little experimental. And I feel like the Goo Goo Dolls montage almost works. Like it does. It, it almost works. It does it have the right forced. emotion, but it feels a little forced. Mm -hmm. Yes. Generally, this movie has a lot of heart and that works pretty well for it. Like we've got this story of this kid with no dad. I feel like removing his father from the equation rather than having his father die in the beginning is a better story. So like that's a treasure gets you to the same place without having to like go without having to like wave trauma, I guess, right? And so we're like, hey, you're It's very unlike Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I think it also I don't know, Debbie Dad seemed very Disney. <laughs> I, I think you don't like, yeah, you don't have to like immediately get past that traumatic moment, which is, I think, better right. for the story. And, but yeah. it also it informs the character a little bit more deeply because it's like, oh, my father abandoned me. So like I have all of these issues and I'm a troubled child. He needs a father figure and he's yeah. very much interested in science. But obviously this PhD guy over here that does a lot of science, not a great father figure, even though it does no. become a father at the end of the movie. Anyway, fine. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, it feels very like I was trying to go after some boomers, too, because the silver design, I was like, why did you cast this person? Why did you make silver look that way? Like, you know, cyborg side aside, I was like, why? Yeah. You know, coming from like, I'm like, OK, I want Tim Curry. I want like, you know, I want Jim Hawkins to be wishbone. You just want Tim Curry. Just want I just Curry. want Tim Curry. I'm not I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd fundamentally be happy if it was just just trying to rehash the Muppets and it was just unanimated Tim Curry. Where, just, just sliced right in with the animation. Where is my Polly the Lobster? <laughs> I, yeah. Morph is not not a lobster. I'm sorry. I liked but, Morph. I liked Morph pretty well. Morph is fine. But however, so they did base his the look of silver on Wallace Beria. I'm not sure how to say it. B-E-R-Y-S. His version, which was 
1934 version. So I think they were mm -hmm. trying to go after boomers there. Well, maybe not even boomers. I'm not sure what they're going <laughs> the after. The greatest generation, perhaps, <laughs> to see this 2002 movie. It, just, it felt like a weird choice. He just never seems very charismatic for me. He's supposed to be like the, the big bombastic guy that you're like, yeah, of course we love Long John. Wait, he's a pirate? And it's just always kind of like, <laughs> well, yeah, he seems like a really slimy, weird dude. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think, you know, I was trying to remember as we were watching this movie, like, which version of Treasure Island did I watch? And I'm pretty sure it was the 1991. And I didn't even know that Heston. one existed until you looked for it. Yeah. It had Christian Bale in it. Yeah. How did I not know about Wait, this? Wait, what? I, don't, I know, what? right? <laughs> right? Jim is Christian Bale. I also didn't know this one. Okay. I haven't seen it. Well, we know what Matt's doing when he gets out. More <laughs> movies to watch later. <laughs> Not that this was the first time for Disney either. They had done Treasure Island two times, not just Muppet Treasure Island, my personal favorite. But they'd also done one in 1950, and that was actually their first live-action feature film. Mm. What was odd to me, so I'm a big fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. and oh, love him. It was weird to me that it didn't feel like him, or like that that was the voice I was hearing, or any mannerisms that I would associate with him. It was just, it was his first voice acting movie. It, but... it felt a bit like, oh, that was Matthew Broderick as Simba? Exactly. If you didn't tell me this was a famous person, I would have gone... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at, at the same time, unlike Matthew Broderick, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was actually emotive. It just didn't feel like his mannerisms yes. in there. Yes, it like, wasn't. I believed the character, mm -hmm. and I believed that he cared about things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. And I feel like this is maybe more of a newer thing that we see in animated movies now, where you know they hadn't yet gone to, we're going to hire people that are famous to get yeah. people to watch the movie, which and maybe if they had done, people would have seen the movie more. Like if you cast a big name in Long John Silver and not a relatively kind of obscure actor... That's Maybe more true. people would have gone to see it. Honestly, what I would say is props to him because uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't sound like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He sounds like this character. He's voice like, acting. Yeah. This is actual voice acting yes. rather than How star voice he? acting. Yeah, it's not Zendaya's Michi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to not know who the voice actor is. That would generally be better. Mm. Yeah, they hadn't gotten to the point where we do today where oh, yeah. they visually make them look sort of like the, the yeah. person in real life. That's not actually true. They did. They animated them based off of their mannerisms and their looks while they were recording, which is typical okay. especially for disney that aside you know they I didn't don't, steer I don't super hard into it, it wasn't super hard into it and it's yeah. not yeah it's not like a caricature perhaps of the actor which i think you see more now especially in the big made for like five-year-old animated movies this one is mm -hmm. trying to span i think too many generations i would like to bring this talk around to spelljammer now yes that's uh, the big reason why we chose this is because spelljammer just came it's out kids book. yeah absolutely and it's I confirmed and out it's right there <laughs> we're, we're we should hamster He's yeah. pointing at the book on the table because <laughs> this is an audio medium. <laughs> so many books, boo. So I, I feel like we're not necessarily going to see this too much in the character build. Like we were waiting for Spelljammer to come out for doing some of these movies. Mm -hmm. And the Spelljammer content isn't necessarily helping us a whole lot with the character build for this character. No. Not, not the main two characters, no. But I would say I think this adventure does fit the Spelljammer content pretty well. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Um, and pretty clearly so. Especially the kind of ship. Especially. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's different kinds of ships, but yeah, this definitely feels like a space galleon to me. Yeah. Well, we've, we've also, like, space does not work the way space works here. It's, mm -hmm. it's a different sort of fantasy space in the same way that the Astral Sea is a different sort of fantasy space. Mm -hmm. It does make me wonder if any of the people that, like, were involved in the writing of it were like, what if we did fans? Spelljammer? <laughs> mm. Well, so they were starting to pitch this in 1985, but of course, by 2002, yeah, Spelljammer's been out for 12 years, uh, so, 13 years. So, yeah, it wouldn't be out of the realm that they might have been like, 
like, totally. and people can breathe just fine because it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> close, why would we want to deal with that mechanic? They're close to the ship. There's they're a bubble. The ship, yeah. They don't have a tree in to just read it, but they have to go into port. So it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the almost certainly Thrykreen that we see thrown into space clearly does have some breathing problems once he gets far away from That's the ship. That's fair. So. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Scroop, uh, Scroop has an issue there. Yeah. We got a Thrykreen. We also have a Plasmid Morph. Oh, yeah. I, mm -hmm. He's basically so, an ooze, right? <laughs> he's, a, he's a tiny boy. I'm not sure he gets to be a player character. You, like get, a, to, a you get to choose your size. Maybe yeah. he's a familiar. What if we allow... He's a familiar. Oh, for sure. Ooze familiar? familiar? Come Great. on. I mean, where is that coming in? <laughs> you know what? If you guys want ooze familiar when I'm DMing, I will allow it. <laughs> I'll probably regret it, but I will allow it. It's going to be great at charades. Like the zaniness of that actually does totally fit into Spelljammer. Exactly. Like Spelljammer is basically just... Have fun with space fantasy. Do some zany stuff. All the tropes in one. Do it. Mm -hmm. And like this movie's plotline kind of makes a decent adventure. It has the problem that most movies have, which mm -hmm. is that it has a protagonist rather than a party. But there's there's some party stuff going on. Because um, it's a story for boys. They had to shoehorn a lady in there. How about <laughs> if there's a captain lady? <laughs> I mean, I love Emma Thompson. Yay. Good for her. For sure. <laughs> but it was like, oh, okay, sure. I guess we need a lady. I, I thought it was funny that, like, okay, they added some new races. That's interesting. Of the seven new races that you're going to add for space, one of them, hippo. I mean, of course, space race. Yeah, no, space yeah. space hippos. Totally space normal. Hippos. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. There, yeah. I mean, you've been to space, right? That's where the hippos are. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Ian, catch up. <laughs> what about the giant miniature space hamster? <laughs> I, needed a sp I needed a hamster in this movie. <laughs> we also have an autonome, perhaps. You can make an argument that Ben... Oh, for sure. An autonome. So you could either go with autonome. You could go with Warforged. Both of those options kind of work. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got some. You've got some range of choice there. I think I would argue that Silver is maybe more of a Warforged, or maybe like half mm -hmm. Warforged. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to really Ooh, deal with that. Yeah. yeah, half Warforged is an interesting choice. <laughs> you can't do that right now. I guess you, <laughs> maybe in the maybe future. In the future. <laughs> maybe in the future, it <laughs> maybe, seems. Maybe for one D and D, we can make half Warforged. I look half, but I'm mostly Warforged. All my stats are Warforged, but I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, PC. I've got I've got a, I've got a robotic arm, but I have the stats of a Warforged. For I'm a sure. cyborg, but definitely all Warforged. <laughs> Deal with it. Also, I have lots of side attachments. <laughs> yeah, now you're just a uh, fresh cut grass. Yeah. I change out my grapple gun to my. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Uh, the The way that Autonome reads is very much like fresh cut grass. It's because it's, it's like a healing machine. I know. It doesn't make me wonder how much access maybe Matt Mercer had to either Spelljammer content or if they're just like, at this point, they're just like all cheating off each other's papers, which I would also <laughs> believe because like everybody's so short in the same Fair. community. So why wouldn't you just be like, sure, <laughs> that seems canonical. Mm hmm. So my understanding is that the auto gnomes started from Chris Perkins's construct edition for the Acquisitions Incorporated game. Oh, I think you're right. I think I did see a video where he talked about that. Yes. Uh, which were sentient beer kegs mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that, that walked around the airship for Acquisitions Incorporated. So it's been a long time. So it's entirely possible that that has had influence on other people. But, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, yeah. Again. Yeah. Not saying that anybody's stealing from anybody. It's a zeitgeist of wonderful things. And there's only so many rules. So yeah, it's going to bleed over. And I feel like Spelljammer is the right place for that melting pot. Absolutely. Like, Spelljammer is where, like, I, the whole point of Spelljammer to some extent is like, okay, right. so you've got you've got your Greyhawk campaign and you've got your Forgotten <laughs> Realms campaign. Like, why not those the same campaign? Why are they all in the Astral mm -hmm. Sea with yeah. vampires and clowns? <laughs> Indeed. We can have creepy space octopus mans with the, the wonderful psychic powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Love it. I love that. I, I feel like Captain Flint looked 
like an like closer to an illithid, but I could see that he could also be like a thrycreen. He had like mandible stuff. Maybe, which, he's, maybe he's half of each. He could be half. <laughs> we, we could go that right We're just going to keep merging two together. I feel like if you wanted to make him like a big pirate villain from the past, mm-hmm. illithid is illithid definitely is the, the way right to go, choice. right? With yeah. Like, yeah. Tricorn hat. Even if, even if like, visually it doesn't fit as perfectly i think from a story perspective it's he's gonna chase you down and he's gonna get you yeah (laughs) he would of course have a cool nautilus ship which we are missing in this but that's okay yeah as well if you've been watching yeah how it started with legends of the multiverse when they've been doing the spell jammer when brendan lee mulligan did start dming and he did have i forgot the name of it but he did have a big bad illithid pirate guy in his nautilus ship and it was super cool and he's lovely he's he's gunslinger too it's very cool yes illithid being big bad shooter guy i was like yep i'm here for it (laughs) Okay, really briefly, while we're talking about Spelljammer, before we wrap that all up, mm-hmm. I do want to say, like, the community has been a little down on Spelljammer. There's not a lot of great, like, ship combat rules. If your DM is looking for ship combat rules, the Star Wars 5e stuff, great place to mine additional mm-hmm. rules. If you want to go back to Star Wars Saga Edition, also great. Or just go back to the second edition Spelljammer. Pick up rules there. There's plenty of ways to address that, but it is a little let down. Mm, that's unfortunate. I haven't looked at those very I closely. I read through that part. But I know yeah. Dimension 20 for Stardust did use like a slightly modified version of the Star, Star Wars, Wars system, yeah. and that seemed to work just fine. I, what I will say for Wizards of the Coast, I think the reason why there aren't really complicated or interesting ship rules in this release is that players want to play their characters. They don't want to be the gunner that has the, the equipment on the ship. They want to mm. be themselves. And so the rules in Spelljammer really like kind of recommend that you do boarding of the other ship so that you can play as your own character, which uh, I think makes sense. That's fine. Hmm. Yeah. You can always pick up extra rules from other systems if you want to get a little yeah. bit nitty gritty. Like they tried to do in campaign two, a critical role too. Like, yeah. okay. You're going to learn a, a, a craft. <laughs> Who's the Bozeman? What? <laughs> Who's the Bozeman? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Says Ford. <laughs> you know, the sailor. Well, are we uh, ready to do the thing? I think, I think so. I think we're ready to do the thing. For our listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who's going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if we are at a stalemate. Also, rolling dice is fun. What are we all rolling tonight? So I will be rolling a Labradorite set of dice from your wizards. I love Labradorite. I Labradorite is the chanciest of all of the dice buying because <laughs> that's, that's fair. you never know what it's going to look like. You never know how much flash it's actually going to have. And if it doesn't have any, then it's just kind of like, okay, it's kind of a cool semi-transparent stone that's grayish. Mm. Um, Yours also has a lot more ink on it than mine does. So maybe yeah. it's covering up where you could have gotten some of that. I, I definitely have that flash. It's just like it needs sunlight and I'm mm. not generally gaming in the daytime. <laughs> We're indoor kids. <laughs> so, uh, but the other thing that it has, it does have a lot of decorations that are are very star related and yeah, feel very, very like art deco-y. Mm-hmm. And that, that struck me as being sort of in the visual language of the film. I would, yeah, that seems um, right. So that's why I chose this. That's pretty. How about you, Karina? Mine is from an Etsy maker called Dice Wench. And she was very lovely and was communicating me with the whole time. Like, it's, it's made to order as you order it. And it's called Dice in a Bottle. And she was like, I'm making it. Here it is. Took a picture of it and then shipped it to me. And it's a lovely little D20. And there's a little ship inside that I believe Ooh. is probably handmade and hand-painted by a lovely Dice Wench with a, a wave that's coming up, crashing at it. And I know they're not in the sea, but they're in the astral sea. And it's so cute. I wanted to give a good shout out to an awesome Etsy builder. So yay, Dice Wench. I mean, it looks like it works in the sea. That would be a seafaring vessel. According to the Spelljammer rules, you can you can take that on the ocean. If I mean, the, I expect the that they are used yeah. in both because yep. I don't know where the barnacles are coming from otherwise. That was very hilarious to me. Ah. Like, wait, there's still barnacles? <laughs> How? There, there's barnacles. <laughs> 
Uh, well, today I have a, it's also an Etsy, Etsy maker, but uh, I got this die from a Kickstarter campaign called oh. Metal Maze. Um, cool. It's from the maker Modern Artifice. And it's sort of like a steampunky uh, thing, but it's roundish and has a, a maze of lines going all across. And it feels very much like the puzzle. It's very uh, cool. Map. It's perfect. Yes, it's, I'm jealous. It, it's very. I was looking through anything that I had and I was like, I've got nothing that even sort of looks like the map. I have nothing that is a map. <laughs> and I've seen this movie before. I couldn't pre-order anything because I didn't even know what I was expecting for a map. <laughs> it's very cool. Well, shall we roll for initiative? Let's. Three for me. Six for me. 19 for me. Ooh, good job, Matt. You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. Okay, well, I guess I'm in charge with the 19. So let's start off with race. I feel like this is going to be pretty non-controversial for Jim. Definitely bugbear. So you also agree it's a gif, right? He's just kidding. A hippo. <laughs> I so my my question is human or variant human. I will make an argument for something else. It oh. could be more fun. Okay. Bring, bring okay. in some of Please. our spell jammer stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want to, he's been living in space his entire life, as far as we know. It's not like he started on Earth and then went into space. He could mm-hmm. be an astral elf. He could. He could. I don't his... know if that really gets us what we want, but I mean, I I'm just going like... to shoehorn that Spelljammer content right in there. <laughs> <laughs> if he was an astral elf, his mm-hmm. escape from the mast uh, in the scene with the Thrykrian would have mm-hmm. been way easier with the astral elf version of Misty Step. Maybe he doesn't know that he has these <laughs> I'm also oh, right, not sure which fine. cantrip we would be selecting from that list. Or... Brooding? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mending, mending. Me, oh no, sure. we, we've got a short list. It's dancing lights, oh, no. light, or sacred flame. It's not a good. It's not a great list for us. I don't think. All right, I tried. All right, all right. I'm going to rein this in so we can keep this podcast <laughs> short. So human like, or variant trying. human. <laughs> well, if we're trying to give him the uh, he he has like latent abilities and he's just in a bummer place because his daddy took off and that's yeah. why he's got issues. I'm okay with just a straight human. Give he's him, just a give human. him bumps. He's a better than average human. With movies like this where there's a strong connection between the mother and son, that mm-hmm. like he doesn't look like he's different from her, and I yep. can't see anything other than human for her. Yeah, which you definitely do see later in the movie. Right when it's like a dog person and a cat person basically make alien babies, and it's like, yeah, yeah they take on one side of the family yeah. or the other side. Yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to make it a bit more interesting, but you're absolutely right. It's human you or very human. So with human, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Make Karina happy. We're going to move on to background. Okay, well, tell us as first. I, what's as the haunted as one? I've already stated, it's right there, isn't it? His daddy left him. It seems like that's just the root of all the issues. It does. He's seem very that much way. a teenage. You know, it's, it's not stated, but it is in the script that he's fifteen. That was cut. He's fifteen. Daddy left him at some point in the relatively near future, so he just is without. A, you know, he's he's literally. Without he's a, looking for a father figure. He's in the astral sea without a rudder to help him. Yep. How to how to how to cope as man. So um, that's why he's so haunted. He's looking for he's looking for help, and Long John sees in his eyes that he needs a daddy, and Silver becomes his pirate daddy. Okay. In, in a nice way, not a kinky way. <laughs> oh no! In a wholesome that's pirate a... way, <laughs> with only a couple murders. <laughs> I can do my own plugging. Thank you very much. 
So this, right. this gets back into our, our our regular debate of where do we start the background? Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we're looking at towards the end of the movie, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that he learned during the movie. Sure. It's a good Absolutely. background for going into a campaign. Yes. So like even the new content, Wild Spacer, is actually a pretty reasonable choice for him. Uh-huh. We see him getting off the unexplainable barnacles from the ship and doing lots of deeds on the ship. For Ian, sure. <laughs> Ian, I'm going to do your job for you. Here is the, it's in flavor, the text. Text. flavor text. <laughs> Maybe you spent your early years on the ship of a spell jamming ship performing helpful chores such as swabbing the deck, loading and offloading cargo, and scraping barnacles off the hull. All things we see, Jim. In a do. montage. In a montage with a goo doll song. Come on. <laughs> Crucially, we're going to get vehicles, space, and also the navigator's tools. Maybe that's a map. That could be how to read the map or how to open the map. How to open the map. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wild space adaptations, not bad either. Tough Mm -hmm. feet. Um, I like that too. I do like the tough feet coming in as a part of the background. That's really cool. It's specifically a little bit more than the tough feet. Being weightless doesn't give you disadvantage on your melee attack rolls. Because he's used to being in the uh, astral seat. I'm usually vehemently against doing a background as at, at the end of the movie. But mm-hmm. this feels right because if you're going to try to play Jim Hawkins at a table, you're not going to be playing Treasure Island, right? That's not the campaign you're going to do. <laughs> that's that's a prior adventure that you were that, on. This is your background, right? Yeah. Is you were Knowing that you now, had this adventure. You were Jim Hawkins now understanding how the Astral Sea works. And yeah, this, this works for me. In a similar vein, we could look back at prior content. We could look at either Sailor or Marine. Those are not mm-hmm. entirely dissimilar. Those are going to give us some like There's definitely ways you can work with your DM to just make that like not water vehicle proficiency, but space proficiency. I, like I want to talk the... about one more specifically, which is Smuggler. Smuggler didn't quite work for me as it's written, but it's like it's so close to being right. Okay. So you get the vehicle's water proficiency. I'd probably just move that just, to vehicle yeah, we'll space. we'll wave that away. Sure. And you are acquainted with a network of smugglers who are willing to help you out of tight situations. Like, it, it, again, this is in the post-movie scenario. Right. And he's made friends with pirates. He's got friends from back on port. So he's got... He's uh, got like a toe into the underworld and the yeah, light society. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is able to find kind of crappy safe houses everywhere. That, that, mm. that actually feels kind of like in line with this character. He wants to be a pirate, but he also kind of wants to be a good guy. So oh, there's, there's sort he, of both of those I things going I on. Because I don't get that feel from Jim at the end. I feel like it's more like, you know, I am an outstanding citizen and I want to go like adventure, but they'll always be like, I guess you're saying what you're saying is like, there's always like a little tug to be mm-hmm. bad, but I don't know if I would actually say that he ever does. I feel like that was just him yeah. growing up and realizing I had my time as, and I saw what that, I saw where that leads. I saw silver and I don't want to be silver. I think he still wants to adventure though. I, I think he still wants to well, be on Well, he's in boats. the Royal Navy. He's going to, yeah. he's going to go do that, but as a, as an upstanding citizen, sure. mm-hmm. not, okay. yeah. not as, you know, going to be hung because of his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> For that reason, I did like the flavor version, which is the pirate, which uh, has the feature yeah. of being bad <laughs> reputation, which doesn't work at all the way that you would want it to for this character but i thought it was funny because he's uh, yeah. like the brooding uh <laughs> I, I do like that yeah I, I, I really do like kind of like want to bring some salt marsh and some spell jammer and go now kiss <laughs> make it work together whoosh, 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 whoosh. it doesn't really work <laughs> so the only other one I, I had that i wanted to bring up was because he is kind of a tinkerer and artificer doesn't work yeah. the way we want it to is that engineer 
was the Ooh, other one. Oh, I didn't even look at that. I, I what does that get us? Passed by that. You have it's it's more architectural than it is tinkering. Sure, sure. But it is Structural like you, you understand the engineering of things and you can put things together. I know we may just have to. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe not a background is the way. To it do doesn't it. feel right as a background. Again, it's just like it, a. Yeah. I, I want that part to come in, and I don't have a way to do it. <laughs> yes, maybe he was just like a little savant as a kid, and he just, mm-hmm. just says that a lot. And for taking this like for the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You just say like, you know, I built my first solar. What was it called? Solar surfer or something. Solar surfer, yeah. When he was eight, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird flex, buddy. <laughs> so the only one we we didn't talk at all about. He has a reputation at the beginning of the movie because he was a criminal. Yeah, um, okay. he has a record, but. There is he no criminal, have a criminal contact. contact. No. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's the automaton bobbies, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I he remembers the statutes better than they do. Yeah. I also wanted to like folk hero, but he, but the no. criminal thing nobody knows that he's that in that out. security yeah. too, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think we're headed toward wild space. Area. I think I have to break my own rule, and I like that you're going to play this character after this adventure, and now you're playing adult. Jim Hawkins, after he's realized he doesn't need a replacement daddy, he can be his own daddy. (laughs) (laughs) And he understands where he's at in the astral sea. I love Wild Space for him. I actually still like Haunted One for him, but we can't. We got to choose different backgrounds sometimes. It, it's true, and I'm okay with it because I need some Space Jammer content in this character. Come on, <laughs> the text is right there. It's right there. <laughs> Ian approved. <laughs> Step. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're talking about rules, let's move on to class, and let me tell you how it's Warlock. All right. Oh, please explain, because I have two, and I don't even care about them very much. <laughs> it's the biggest stretch. I don't think I have. Stretch this okay, warm far up, for warm Warlock up. Right. Yeah, no. Some calisthenics. <laughs> I'm going to pull something. <laughs> okay, Celestial Patron. That's going to become important in a minute. Okay. Pact of the Chain, also kind of related. Interesting. So this is based on exactly one scene from the movie. We have no evidence for it whatsoever. <laughs> the, the one scene in the movie is the very end where we see Long John Silver in the clouds. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going like Mufasa here? Like three seconds. <laughs> no, no. I'm going uh, Sixth Sense Beautiful Mind. It turns out Long John Silver was never real. The entire movie, it's, it's all been cook. in Jim's mind. 100%. He's there been was no cook. Him. There was no cook. Jim was the cook. Uh, so Jim was the cook. Every time when Long John Silver actually does something to interact, that's because of Warlock patron abilities. Ooh. So that's that's that interference. And the real enemy in the movie is, of course, Mr. Scroop, the Thrykoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scroop is absolutely the big bad. <laughs> and yeah, we just explained this as our boy Jim hallucinating throughout the entire movie. But the, See, now you want But me. he was... He, but... Now I want to make this the campaign. And I, we just said it wasn't the campaign. <laughs> So, I mean, there's a big problem with that very early <laughs> there's, on. There's in the one there's, big problem. There's, there's, I yeah, I'm sorry. Well, there's a, at least one big problem with that. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Captain assigns him to work with the cook silver. He ah, this is this is just association. This is this she is threw his him a memory. Oh, she I threw see, him a, a silver piece and said, "Now you're the cook." Bing. Yeah, bingo. Precisely. Thank you, Karina. Oh, the cook silver. Yes, I am the silver. Oh Zilla. dear. And okay. He, just, he becomes his own daddy. Moving right along. Okay. Well, hold on. So the celestial patron is because, of course, in the sky at the end of the movie. It also it gives us healing, sort of support abilities, and he has, he doesn't really seem to do a whole lot of combat. Things, Silver's so been dead out. the whole time, and he's there yeah. when you need him. And then at the end, you don't need him because now you're your own man. For sure. Mm. Pack to the chain. This is because. We do need to explain Morph. how our buddy Morph mm-hmm. is really there. And Morph is his familiar from his patron. 
Uh-huh. 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 Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is all terrible and we should not do this. <laughs> okay. I well, like your argument, though. It's a solid <laughs> argument. <laughs> so the only thing that I, I have to give it an on to is that I don't have any caster classes in, in my list. and I also don't. I have one half caster class. I don't love And is it Warlock? <laughs> well, my, my, okay, my real, Additional. my real half caster class and real is, a bit, again, a stretch Which here. Which we've also done when, I, when I've been against casting. Oh, you that, guys have overruled me before no, no, for no, half casters. That's not what I was I was getting at. Oh, sorry. I, I the the you, thing that I feel frustrated by in Spelljammer is that you don't get to command a ship if you are not a spellcaster. Yeah, sure. Ah, uh, you want him to be able to do the spell jamming at the spell yeah. jamming helm. He should be spell jamming. And well, that's you know, frustrating to may- me. <laughs> maybe maybe at the point that you are now playing him, maybe it's a higher level campaign. You start off at like level like four or five a, or something. Take a level in wizard so you can and do you it. just get some spellcasting. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. can tell I've not played Spelljammer yet. Or <laughs> well, some... Yeah, throw a feet at that. Magic initiate. There you go. It wouldn't take much of a stretch to just let everyone run the Spelljamming helm. Because I know. Unlike... I, just, it's, I just feel like that's a weird rule. So in prior <laughs> editions, you had to spend spell slots to actually do Spelljamming. Oh. And they okay. didn't want to make that a resource drain on the spellcaster who that was at the suck. helm. That yeah. does suck. Um, so they removed the that requirement, and but they left the spellcasting requirement. So there's, there's yeah. this weird tension mm. in the current edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Be, be but- a cool DM. Just be like, yeah, you've got a cantrip. <laughs> Just pour that cantrip in there, my dude. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Dancing lights, dancing lights, dancing lights. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My half-caster class, which I want to talk about for the briefest moment, is Ranger. I thought about Ranger, um, I, but mm-hmm. I didn't go down that route, so I'm, I'm interested to see uh, where you went with that. I don't love it. I just want to talk about Horizon Walker. Oh, I didn't think about that. So the reason I want to talk about Horizon Walker is I don't feel like we're going to get to see this come up a whole lot, yep. and there is some connection between Horizon Walker and this character, Absolutely. which is at third level, you detect portal Mm -hmm. you gain the ability to magically sense the presence of a planar portal as an action you detect the distance and direction to the closest planar portal within one mile of you and of course the planar portal is the whole deal with treasure planet absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely 100 and so i think there is an interesting connection there that could be made i'm not sure rangers necessarily going to play the right way for the character yeah but it'd help inform your play i guess would be the question for that like one thing and again if we're doing this like as after the fact it is a pretty black and white sort of. I mean, we could always multi-class. You could have like, do we need I, three I levels? Like we need three levels of this, don't we? I don't yeah, know if I love three levels of three. ranger. Yeah, this is where I want like one level. Like, it's like it's a cleric. You got a god. We're good. Move on. One, one you, barbarian. One. You got rage. We're good. <laughs> Move on. Ranger. You need three. I don't know about that. Yeah. No. It's it's rough. I did not have a whole lot in class. I, I really went, I also went hard with rogue. I have one that's not rogue. Before we get to rogue, I also have one that's not rogue, but I it's it's it, it's the name of the class and a colon with nothing behind it. All right, let's let's hear it. Fighter. All right, so but he's not classically trained, like he's not. But he is good at hold fighting. On. He hold is on. good at fighting, but it, it, I don't know. Hear me out. Yes. Oh no, I have the weirdest fighter reskin. Uh huh. Oh, no. We're just stretching all the ways today, aren't I mean, we? This is what Spelljammer is about, right? <laughs> this is what Spelljammer is about. And I actually think this one could conceivably work for this character. Can we just make him a hamster? Still, Helps be a hamster. <laughs> would still feel like this character, which is when you pick up your subclass, you pick up Cavalier. And the mount that you take is the Solar Surfer rather than any of okay. the traditional mounts. Okay, okay, okay. And then he is extra proficient at writing that. And oh, as, I didn't think of this. And, and <laughs> so born to the saddle, that kind of fits in yeah. to his whole background. He was eight when he made his first one. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. That's interesting. 
And that can inform your play on being able to like construct it out of nothing. Like I know yeah. how to make one of these. I think there is potentially something there. Mm. I think the problem is in the uh, for the flavor is, text. It's in I the mean, flavor text. He wasn't trained as a fighter. <laughs> he feels so much like a rogue from the very yes. beginning. I know. He, he's, <laughs> he's he's being sneaky. He's over. He's listening to people's conversations. He's, he's trying to put he's, things together he's, for he's, sure. He's a little bit heady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's stop fighting it. Let's go to rogue. Let's stop fighting the fighter. <laughs> let's let the fighter go for the fight. <laughs> All right, I have three possible subclasses in Rogue. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, I probably can make do with any of them. I wrote, very obviously, Swashbuckler. Yeah, but... Swashbuckler, because pirate. Because pirate, right? Yeah, there's that. But the... he's not like a swordsman is the He's the not. The I one know. time he holds a sword, he looks really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I know. I wasn't sure how we're going to go with the build. And I was like, if we're not getting like Spulger Marie, if we're not doing it like after the fact, like he went to, he's going to the academy, right? So ostensibly at some point he's probably going to get formal training i would make the argument that eventually he is going to become a fighter like he will take mm-hmm. levels of class in fighter mm-hmm. after he joins the but not movie. in the movie yeah and also not his rogue subclass because he's not good at fighting from being nope. a rogue he didn't learn how to fight on the streets he learned no, how to fight in the academy okay you got oh, thief thief I... thief i kind of like Thief feels it's very guardians of the galaxy for this character yeah um oh, it's not it's not terribly i, I wanted it for a couple things i wanted it because it, it had second story work yep and the, the, the biggest time rigging? The, the, the secondest story space <laughs> well no it's like climb the rigging because it's always climbing what are you talking about yeah yeah when he's climbing up the sails okay yeah. can't he just be dexterous he, he will be. be. He could be. He'll he could be both. Be. Yeah, both. Okay. Um, I don't know why you guys are so on. Okay. Fine. I don't know. Okay, I, whatever. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why that's like. Yeah, that's the thing we latch on that to. Was one the thing. ability to climb big ropes <laughs> that I think I could climb. <laughs> Thief, I think, also fits for his general lack of engagement in combat. Like his his yeah. interest in finding the other objective of stealing the thing, palming the thing, getting out, having stolen the thing. So He's like, not the thief though. The guy said, "Here, take my shit," <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> yeah, that's. He's not an artful well, dodger. He made his own thing and they said, that's not street legal. Now you're in trouble. And he goes, fine. He keeps making them. You're in trouble for the same thing over and over. Yeah. He's not well, we don't know what he was a, what he originally got in trouble for. We do. He knows the statute by heart better than they do. That's he knows true. That, that's, that's fair. I didn't he keeps consider making that his as the own reason. thing. He's Karina's not, read deeply into this backstory. He's not a petty no. thief. <laughs> I feel unprepared. <laughs> he's a smart guy. If anything, yeah. I wanted like mastermind or inquisitive rogue. I did look at those I too. I was considering that too. He figures out pretty clearly, even though, again, he told him, look out for the cyborg, just like in Treasure Island. He says, look out for the hey like manner the you know too late i forgot what the thing he says but it's like look after the man with the wooden leg i think is what mm-hmm. he says and he's like oh look in this the man case with the wooden it's the leg. cyborg cyborg yeah. in this case yeah i know it's cyborg this one he sees a cyborg goes yeah, yeah. have you ever been to this place i met this guy mm-hmm. look, yeah. and he's, if this was in a campaign and he was talking to long john silver and he said i've been to this port says the name that's going to be an inside check, right? Do I see him yeah. wavering? Do I? I definitely, like, when I was going through, like, the choose your skills, insight was one of the ones yeah. I, I, I said, like, he definitely has that. That's the one I'm going to take expertise in. Absolutely he needs insight, <laughs> which I don't feel like goes along with thief so much as it does, like, I don't know. I'm not sure how to, like. Thieves, I, I, I mean, thieves can be good like at reading people. So kind of like a con man kind of a thief. That's a different kind of a, it's not like a pickpocket. It's more like a. I, I did like the investigative rogue. Um, I didn't like mastermind so much because it didn't seem yeah, like he was creating like, like a scheme. Against something like... that he might 
in the things that we can take levels on when he's at the academy, right? Maybe he takes his inquisitive into mastermind. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you can't do that. You can't yet. do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So I'm going to make a, a, a purely mechanical argument. This is not a flavor argument. Well, you also want initiative, so you can trounce us if you'd like. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think it's wrong. <laughs> uh, no, not for thief. I'm going to argue for. It's weird to say this. Scout. Oh, oh, scout. Okay, 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 okay. So you get skirmisher at third level. You're difficult to pin down. You can move up to half your speed as a reaction when the enemy ends its turn within five feet of you and it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Now, he is slippery and Mm -hmm. he is constantly leaving combat rather than engaging. That's true. That's true. Because he knows he's not going to win. Just generally from Rogue at second level, we're going to get cunning action that's going to give you extra dashes Mm -hmm. again to escape from combat. I mean, I love a Rogue. Don't get me wrong. I love all the Rogue shit that we get. And I I think you've convinced me on Scout. Mm -hmm. I like Scout. I think Scout kind of works for what his position would be in a crew for if cabin the boy. pirates actually liked him because mm-hmm. I think he is the lookout. Yes. He's the kid who you make sure finds the danger and comes back and tells you if about it. If they put him in a crow's nest, he would have been yeah. way more efficient than even if he was just swapping the deck. But that's because they were trying to like make him exhausted so they wouldn't figure out that they were going to mutiny. <laughs> 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 if it wasn't a mutinous pirate <laughs> crew, he could actually be very effective. We discussed ability scores offline and maxed out Jimbo's dexterity and dumped his strength and charisma. So to summarize, Jim is a level three vanilla human rogue (laughs) scout uh, with the wild spacer background. So how playable is he? I think it's a very good start to what you want to make with this character. I mean, honestly, if you're going from nihilistic 15-year-old to sort of basic human, isn't that all of our journey through life? So yeah, yeah. maybe and, we're- Well, in the words of Silver, <laughs> chart your own course. Mm. Here's I what... he's going to rattle the stars. <laughs> <laughs> also that. <laughs> Here's what I would love to say about Jim as a character. He is kind of the traditional emo, dark, like- my father abandoned yeah. me and I don't have my... But, yeah. but unlike, No, I could be a dick and you can't be mad at me because I've got issues. <laughs> but unlike every other D&D character, he seems to want to fit into this he pirate wants, He crowd. wants to be good too, he though, right? He wants to, but then he, he says... He changes like, his mind. I, yeah, 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 like yeah. I, when I boarded this ship and in a heartbeat, I would have gone off with you, but he wants to chart his own course. He wants to be good. He decides to, he wants to go to the Navy. But yeah. it's all it's all it's all very heroic. It's all very team oriented. It's it is. not it's not like I am the emo who sits on the rafters and I am I'm hiding from everyone. Well, because he thought he was working for an actual like yeah. straight laced guy, not a pirate, right? So he's yeah. like, Yeah, I will take lessons from you once he realizes, oh, you're shitty. He can kind of get past his daddy issues. Maybe my dad left not because it's my fault, maybe he was also shitty and just left me. So you can mm-hmm. get over that, right? So yeah. Yeah. And Once then, you get over those issues, that's great. That was therapy, being a pirate for a bit. <laughs> yeah, and he redeems Long John Silver in this. He does. So does. Like in both of them, well, at least he does, but Silver has a tone of good alignment. Oh, yeah. Silver he could does, have murdered him at every point. He, yeah, he could have murdered him. He could have not saved him in, in favor of the gold. Like lots they, of, yeah, there's, of, there's a lot of good alignment. <laughs> so as far as playability, I think like if you take this, as we've discussed, as... You've gone through this journey, and that's what you take as your lessons. I think this would be a really fun character to have in a party. And And then you just bring back, like, oh, this one time when I talked to you. (laughs) (laughs) I always remember how long John did, and everybody goes, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like the the, um, the, the character of the party, where it's like, wait, what? (laughs) We haven't talked about that a lot in our podcast of various characters that have interactions with very famous other characters, but... (laughs) Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember like at the time that I was, yeah, you know, Blackbeard, yeah. Yeah, Just name dropping. (laughs) And everybody just sort of stops and goes, anyway, moving on. Wait, 
Me. And that's how you end up with a gay pirate TV show. Yes. The best. <laughs> the best. I mean, if I can also, yeah, just like put Spelljammer and <laughs> Salt Marsh and Our Flag Means, our flag death. means death. Yeah. Make a yeah. kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> our Flag Means Death in Space. That sounds like a great campaign to oh. me. Our, we, we're boarding you. It takes on a whole new meeting. <laughs> <laughs> So all in all, pretty playable. I think, it, yeah, but I think we've been in it's generic enough. It's pretty vanilla. I mean, and, and, again, and that's this, fine. Is, this was like a very basic story that Robert Louis Stevenson did for boys. A hundred years ago. Also, I'm going <laughs> to Well know- over that. Thank you. <laughs> 1881. Oh, 18. Sorry. Yeah. Scratch that whole we're thing. We're old, Ian. It's 1890. We were born in the 1900s. <laughs> the late oh, no. 1900s. <laughs> the late 1900s. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So- in addition to this character <laughs> being playable, I do feel like this general story, like this basic layout of get treasure map, join pirate crew slash good crew. There's like a there's a there's a mutiny in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty straightforward plotline, but I think it you plays the hero's journey pretty well as a D and D campaign. Yeah. It's also yeah the hero's journey too, which it is, is great. Yeah, yeah. But now you can come out of it the other side of the hero's journey, yeah. and now you're a great yeah. member of it's... a party that can understand boundaries yeah. and daddy issues, and you can even like be like the one that can mentor somebody else in your party going i've been through this it's okay pat pat yeah but i feel i really feel like this is a pretty vanilla character that you can just take wherever you want and like there are good stories that you can tell your compatriots and yeah i love it it's great versatile just like fighters but Mm -hmm. it's a rogue but it's also versatile it's a rogue it's a versatile rogue (laughs) (laughs) want to play jim hawkins you can find the character sheet at hollywoodrolls.com please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use tell your whole crew the best place to find us is HollywoodRolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at DrAstronomer at HollywoodRolls.com. We're at HollywoodRolls on Instagram, at Hollywood underscore Rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash HollywoodRolls. We're not sponsored by D&D Beyond, Wizards of the Coast, Kirkland Brand Tequila, Zoom.us, Wormwood, Your Wizards, Modern Artifice, Dice Wench, Castle and Company, Walt Disney Pictures, and the Benbow Inn. Thanks for listening.